Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football. I'm Gary Lineker and joining me in our front three are Alan Shearer and uh, Micah Richards. He'll be playing, obviously, uh, comfortably out of position. Um, (laughs) How's your week? How's your day? Uh, Pretty boring, my day, to be honest. I'm doing research. It's about to improve then. Yeah, of course. (laughs) This is the the thing I looked forward to the most, Gary. Alan, you're always busy. I'm always busy, Gary. You know that. I'm always always working. You know that. Um, I had a good day with... Mr. Pochettino yesterday, so I was going through everything today, what he said and oh. what he didn't say, and that's coming on, uh, coming out soon. So yeah, I've had a busy day can, as well. Can you give us a little brief insight? How is he? How's he doing? Do you know what it is? Um, I mean, we spent time with him during the World Cup, didn't we? And we were so impressed with him. But even again, so yesterday, how just how he, how warm he is, how open he is, and he, he. I mean, I was there for maybe an hour and twenty minutes with him, and I just got come out of the room, and I thought, no wonder players want to run through brick wall for, for him just because of who he is and what he is and how he speaks to you and how he wants to treat you and everything else so it was superb and it, the, the big thing I think was was the man management thing he said that's one of his strength strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. because he gets so involved with the players but why is that a weakness well because he says when uh, they have a problem that then becomes his problem Mm. And he gets because of how close he gets to them and how he understands that. Uh, and he says he, he he sort of goes home and then you have your own problems at home. And he's and he's sometimes his his wife had said, "You've left all your other husbands behind." <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. Yeah, um, well, I, I, what been, about I've, you, Gary? What about I, you? I, I've had a busy day. I was um, I was uh, modelling for next, and um, and I don't mind giving him a mention. I mean, David Gandhi, eat your fucking heart out, you know. Uh, Let it get on the catwalk, Baker. Uh, it, and we He's did it at a beautiful place. We did a beautiful place called uh, Haleybury School. I don't know whether you've heard of it. And um, Clement Attlee went there. And do either of you know who he played for? No, I'm not guessing. No, you know, no idea. No, he, who did- he played for the Labour Party, and he was the Prime Minister <laughs> of our country from 1945 oh, to 1951. Go, after the Second World War, I mean, come on, lads! Oh. This is I the rest what, is football, not the rest is politics. Exactly. Let's let's stick to football, shall we? Um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, there are lots of things that I, I'd like to cover. Um, I want to reflect a little bit on the um, Mason Greenwood story, uh, of course, and could Manchester United have possibly handled it any worse? Uh, we'll cross over the pond and talk Lionel Messi, yet another trophy for the world's greatest ever footballer. Um, plus, we'll talk a little bit about the Bellingham brothers, who both scored a brace uh, um, at the weekend. Uh, Manchester City's new signing um, and and their manager, Pep, he's out injured uh, for a little while. Uh, and another big game, of course, for Newcastle coming up the weekend um, against Liverpool. I also want to cover the big story in Spain, and which has deflected a little bit, and sadly, I think, away from um, their success in the World Cup. And that is the scandal involving Rubiales and how he... 
um, kiss, didn't he? The Hermoso, the uh, Spanish player, on the final whistle. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But let's let's start with the Mason Greenwood um, story. I mean, it's a it's a very difficult one. It's a very sensitive um, subject. But Manchester United. Allen didn't really cover themselves in glory with this one. They've not. I mean, they seemingly, they were going to bring him in and then tested the water a little bit and they were getting some bad feedback, particularly and understandably, of course, from from um, their women fans uh, as much as anything else. And, and then they seemed to do a U-turn and, and then they put out statement um and mason greenwood put out a statement and in the manchester united statement it, it, it sort of said at one point well we can't really believe all this stuff was true um and in the mason greenwood statement that was put out it said um i was cleared when obviously it wasn't because there's a difference between being cleared and and the chief witness um actually pulled out and um dropped the charges so there is a an obvious um difference there um so how do you feel that that manchester united have handled it Alan? yeah i think it's been a i think it's been handled terribly from uh, from their side i think the length of time that it took to then leaking it out last week that they were thinking of bringing him back into the fold, Mason Greenwood, and then seeing and hearing the reaction that that got, they then had to suddenly change their mind. And then, as you say, the wording, the wording of the of the uh, of the statement, um, I thought was uh, was all pretty embarrassing, also. Um, but when I, you know, when I look at Manchester United uh, at this moment in time. You look at the lack of the leadership. You've got half of the family or some of the family wanting to sell, some of the others not wanting to sell. They put the club up for sale not so long ago or a while ago now and then had a a deadline for people to come in and have their offers. I mean, so from that point of view, the lack of leadership at the very top um, and then, of course, when the when that that statement came out the uh, the other day, no, I just I thought it was it was very poor on their half, and there was a complete lack of leadership. Micah, what do you think? That, where do you think this leaves possibly uh, Mason Greenwood anyway? Because he's obviously an incredibly talented young man. Um, everyone heard. Um, that tape, didn't it? It's, it? it's still available on social media. If you if you really want to listen to it, I suggest you don't. But has he got a future? Can he can he repair it? Can he come out and talk about these things and 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 learn from what is not a mistake, but worse than that? It's you know when we talked about actually even speaking about this situation, it's very difficult because you have to be so careful in which you use your words. I, I think everyone deserves a chance to be rehabilitated. I actually do believe that. I think the victim in question also needs all the support that she can get also. But it's it's, it's such a, a difficult situation. I always put the question to myself, if I was in a changing room, while something like this happened, how would I react? And my answer would be, I don't know how I'd react because it's so difficult. I've been in situations with someone very close to me who's been in a situation exactly like this. Of a domestic abuse. Of a domestic Mm. abuse and not just once or twice. 
it went for a period of, of time. So I know how, you know, someone very close to me feels about this sort of thing. I think the question he asked, what, what next is for him? I think he needs to go and sort of learn about what domestic violence is, how it affects so many people across the, the world, not, not just this country, and, and try and make a difference and put him himself in the, the eyes of, of that person and try and move forward. But I always believe people deserve second chances. Like we know the, the recording that we heard was, it was horrible. It was disgusting. Um, and it's very difficult to actually listen to it. But I do believe people deserve second chances. As long as they correct themselves. Of course. Um, I would think I would think you would uh, I'd be I'd be amazed if there was a um there was a place for him at the moment in football in this country. I would think he's gonna have to go uh, abroad to wherever to um to start that. Um and I think it was also sort of telling that in terms of finance for the football club for Manchester United, is that are they I mean they, they, they haven't sacked him. Maybe there's a reason that they haven't sacked him. Um, because of his value, probably, or or maybe because he's still got some time in his contract, and if they sack him, they might have a employment issue or something. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I and I also guess, and it is a guess, is that another reason is is that he's still got contract. So they may be thinking if they give him away for free, they might they might be wanting a sell on clause in the future. I don't know. That's just my guess. But yeah, look at when you talked about how it's been handled again. That's another sort of a case of things being handled badly. So basically the reason why they still own the, the registration of the player is because what Man United will want to do, will put him on loan somewhere. Hope, hopefully in their eyes, he will do well, keep the value at whatever the market values and then potentially sell him. When really, okay, if, if you've mutually agreed, why don't Man United just 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 pay him out of his his his, his contract? That's the the easiest thing to do. But it doesn't it doesn't protect their asset as far as they're concerned, I suppose. And I, and also they if they were actually considering, which I thought was remarkable that he could come back into the squad under the under this um, situation. They they're trying to I suppose they're trying to get as much out of this asset that they still have um, going ahead. However. You know, wrong. You may feel that is. That's clearly what they did, though, wasn't it? They 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 leaked that uh, last week, and to see the response that it was going to get, and the response was so bad. But shouldn't they so have predicted that? Really? Absolutely. Then that well, that's that goes down to one: how long it took, and two: for them then to leak it out to see the response. And it was clear the response it was it was it was going to get, and then they had to sort of backtrack and change their mind. Okay, let's move on to something else, and and it's not. I mean, it is dissimilar but in in some ways there are i think draw comparisons with and that's um, the rubiales incident um with hermoso at the end of the game um after they'd won the world cup and in, i mean he grabbed his own groins in in that sense and then he, he hugged the players and he kissed hermoso on the lips which was it was extraordinary wasn't it yeah i just i couldn't i couldn't believe it i mean i didn't i didn't see that at the at the end because i sort of i'd turned off and it was only when it was highlighted later on and particularly on on social media so i wasn't aware of it at the at the time but 
I did find it incredibly strange that uh, that he that he did that. I understand that everyone's euphoric because of the situation and that that they're in and winning the the World Cup, but for then him having or, or doing that, kissing one of the players on the lips was incredible. Weird, wasn't it? Strange. Very, very it was strange. weird. I mean, there's so many ways you can celebrate. You don't need to 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 kiss someone, do you? I mean, yeah. I just found the the situation very uncomfortable. When I when I saw the the image, I was I was like, it sort of made me feel, oh, what's going on here, you know? And FIFA have opened an investigation, haven't they? They have, and also there's this extraordinary general uh, meeting uh, about um, this issue um, with Rubiales. They're the Spanish, uh, obviously, Federation's president uh, tomorrow when they'll discuss the Hermoso uh, incident. Um, I suspect he might lose his job. Um, that most of the male Spanish players have, have been quiet, but there's a couple of them are now voicing their their angst against uh, Rubiales. Um, Isco being one, and um, Iglesias being another. Um, so I imagine that um, he might lose his job um, um, later today as it's now. We're, we're talking on Thursday evening, but by the time this goes out, it'll be uh, Friday morning. Right, let's take a break. And um, when we come back, we'll talk about more positive matters in the world of football. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, US Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics US, brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to The Rest is Football with uh, me, Gary Lineker, Micah Richards and uh, Alan Shearer. I want to talk about Messi. I quite like talking about Messi. I make no <laughs> secret about oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> did, you, did you not know? He's given me, I don't know, almost two decades of um, incredible joy um, watching him play the, the beautiful game, most beautifully of all, uh, in my opinion. He's gone to America and yes, we know it's a, it's a little bit like the alternative place to go for old footballers at the moment rather than Saudi Arabia but his performances I know it's against players that are not at the level that he would have played against previously um, not quite as strong but it's 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 far from a Mickey Mouse league it's it's been building in recent years I mean he's he's already won a trophy he's gone past Danny Alves as the most decorated footballer in history uh, another two assists he got on Wednesday night um, won a ridiculous pass in the final minute to go extra time we've seen him bending amazing free kicks scoring goals from outside the box he really is an extraordinary footballer isn't he there was there was no way into my area doing any of that without uh, without him I mean he's elevated them to a different level they're in, they're in a different game now with with him there wherever they go now the following is huge because of Lionel Messi I mean mm. he's just my word Incredible. Well, the amazing thing is when when he arrived at, at Inter Miami, they were rubbish. They were like <laughs> bottom of the league. And that, that, now they're the best team there. It's a, I mean, it's an extraordinary turnaround. I mean, obviously, they've also got like um, Jordi Alba and Busquets. They've got the old house together. That, that helps. Come on, that helps. Well, it helps a lot. He's the game changer. He's, he's more than a game changer. I mean, he's I, I've watched him play for 20 years almost with utter amusement. And, and constant bafflement at the extraordinary things he does on a football pitch. Um, and that's why, for me, I've always said I think he's the best of all time because he does things that other players can't do or they do once in a blue moon. He'll do four or five things in a game that I wasn't capable of doing in one match in my entire career. <laughs> Micah, yeah, at his age, just let him carry on. At his age, he's got to get his kick and his pleasure from somewhere. Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. So let's, let's, let's keep on listening to Gary getting excited. And you very enjoy. little else arouses me these days, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, carry on, oh, Gary. Do you sorry. not get pleasure out of watching the, 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 the little man play, Micah? He's an extraordinary talent and I think for me it was always the best I've always said Messi's the best but when he won the World Cup it cemented it and we're talking about great games the World Cup final in Qatar I was doing it for radio and I was just in amazement of he would literally walk around as soon as the game goes into the attacking half he just comes alive he's like an absolute magician you know what he's like He's like David Silva on steroids. That's what he is. <laughs> He's got absolutely, I can't, the only thing in his game that he, he maybe could improve was his heading, but he doesn't need to. Watching him is a genius. And of course you had the whole thing with Mbappe scoring a hat trick. But it was like it was written in the stars for it Messi. Was. It, it's definitely the best. I think that's that's brilliant, that thing about heading. There is not another country in the world that would say that other than, than in, in Britain. <laughs> can, can, no can one you would say he can improve his heading, <laughs> mate. And he should kick it into row <laughs> <age> occasionally. <laughs> oh, wait, how, right. many goals, how many goals, Alan, were headers? 
Come on. Uh, 56, I think. Exactly. So what's something that? 56, like that. he actually knows. Really. <laughs> I'm guessing. But it's around that. Something like that. The nearest 10. Uh, <laughs> only because Crouchy broke that record, I think, did he? Most headed goals. In the Premier League. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, scored, I scored a lot of headers. I know, I, and I'm not joking, Mike. I, did, I, I, think, I think I've definitely scored more headers for England than any other player. How many? I think 16. Hang on, you just thought about me fucking counting my headed goals. Listen to you. Well, I make no secret of the facts. Yeah, I think 15 or 16 um, for England. And I, I, I don't think, I, the only person I think that could probably beat that is one of the real old timers that I don't, I don't know much about. Anyway, um, I boast away. I boast away. <laughs> it's the only thing I've got over Messi. <laughs> Going back to Messi and Argentina yeah. in the World Cup, can you remember the first game? Because I, I, I actually said before the ball was kicked, Argentina were going to win the World Cup and then the first game, Saudi Arabia. Oh, my word. When I gave you the opportunity did. after that game to change your mind. You went, no. No. One of your better decisions it in was last not, That's not, only because he's too many good stubborn. ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well said, Michael. That's a good point. <laughs> he certainly is. He's going to win another Ballon d'Or, isn't he? Even at you know the, his grand old age. Um, it's. I think it's the end of October. Well, I know it is because I'm, I'm. I'm. I think I'm presenting an award. Um, not that one to him. I think um, the top goal scorer one. But um, he's um, he's very strong favourite because they they've changed it the timing of it and it's um, they're going to bring in the fact of the World Cup is is. Part oh of it. man, so they've changed the timing. Come no, on. They announced that before the World Cup last year that they were going to do that um, ah, because okay. they wanted to take in the World Cup. And that, I think that's probably. There's only one person getting there on a team. Yeah. 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 Especially the way he started over there because I think the only other one that was probably in contention was um, Erling Haaland. Yeah, Haaland. Really? Yeah. Uh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe, actually Mbappe as well, of course, because he was, I mean, in that final, those, mm. that was the, that was the wonderful, I know we're reminiscing a bit, yes, but we can do reminisce. what we want, we can do what <laughs> we want, but that, the Mbappe Messi, it was built up before, and we all thought, oh, I'll probably end up a damp squib, and, but blimey, to score a hat-trick and not win, I know. and then for Messi to score two goals, and then the penalty, the, and that extra time, Martinez was, save. Oh, the Martinez save. And then then the other Martinez missed the header, didn't he, at the other end of Sitter. And it, it was just the most extraordinary 30 minutes that extra time. I think I think probably the the greatest game of football ever. I'd agree. I do. I yeah. agree. For I'd what, agree for what happened. I mean, you could say the first 80 minutes was fairly, it was a routine 2-0 victory for Argentina. Um, <laughs> Messi was going to realise his dream of lifting the one trophy that he hadn't lifted. And then Mbappe wow. decided differently didn't he and um oh it was it's magnificent can i just ask sorry before we move on how highly do you rate mbappe because i think after messi he i think he's the one i know Haaland scores a lot of goals but mbappe i just think he's got no, everything he, absolutely he's he's he's, he's already a, a superstar i mean the things he's done at his age um i think he's more of a kind of brazilian ronaldo kind of player than 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 a a, a messi or you know or a maradona um, but he's, I mean, the, the way he stops and starts, yeah. that's just fantastic. It's amazing he scores that, goals. Isn't he? His pace, yeah. his pace is Horrible electric. to play against, wouldn't he? Oh, Michael, you'd, you'd have oh, been your worst nightmare, wouldn't it, as a fullback <laughs> oh, yeah. on the right there? Oh, I'd had an absolute stinker against Mbappé. Oh, you've played against him? 
Uh, no, no, I would have. Had. Oh. No, I haven't played it. <laughs> you would have had a stinker against anyone, Gary. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. Can you not remember when he burst on the scene? <laughs> you forgot. Do you remember when I burst off the scene? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, let's move on to a, a, another subject that that really amused me. I I know sometimes social media can can be a little negative and a little nasty, but every now and again, it throws up things that that really amuse you. Did you see, and I'll tell people, the Malaga fans. Now, Malaga is a a football club in Spain, of course. Um, They're now down to the third tier. They got relegated uh, last season. Of course, they had their glory days um, a few years ago when they they were quite competitive and played in, in La Liga at the top tier, but their fans are so fed up, um, so fed up with the lack of investment into their team and the lack of new players and no signings at all in the transfer window, that a group of fans, a load of the Malaga fans went to the airport. (laughs) And if you, you can see this on social media places, they go to the airport and welcome some random people coming through the airport as though they're a new signing and they're singing songs and have you, you saw I've, I sent it to you both to, to have a look at I hadn't seen it Gary until you had sent it through yeah. to me it was bloody brilliant it was I mean I, I was actually sat there watching it giggling away my shoulders were giggling away I think it's a brilliant response it's fantastic the funniest part for me is when they give the mic to him and they want him to say stuff in Spanish <laughs> I don't know no Spanish and then he just starts singing some yeah. random way it was excellent yeah it's amazing how many of the, the, the people they picked on took in such good spirit and started was, yeah. singing and pretending that they were players and, and they seemed to get the gist of it um, really quickly oh, I that was class. yeah I thought, I thought it was wonderful um the Bellingham brothers. Oof. That's a subject I, I, I want to talk. We, we've already talked about um, Jude, Jude Bellingham, obviously. I mean, the, the way he's impacted Real Madrid is quite unbelievable. He's almost their leader already. Um, he's, he's, he's still a young boy. Um, his brother also scored two goals um, for his team at the weekend for, for your favourite club, um, Alan <laughs> Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, that's his only problem. Why has he chosen Sunderland for? <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't be we shouldn't be surprised about Jude though, should we? I mean, because no. the number of times, despite his uh, young age, that we've said how mature he is, how he takes everything in, in his stride, uh, how he looks at. I mean, we, when he first went into the England team, we were saying the same thing, and now it's 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 happening at one of, if not the biggest club in the world, in Real Madrid, and it seems as if he's he's. I mean, he's if he's twenty eight year old experience, been around for so many years. Um, just the way he's handling it is magnificent. I'm, I'm so excited by the, the prospect of, I mean, I, obviously I was a Barcelona player not, and we don't really like Real Madrid when you're at Barcelona, but the, the fact that we, England, have a player that's on the world's, at one of the world's biggest clubs and it's absolutely bossing it is 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 quite remarkable. It's quite it's very exciting for England though, Micah, isn't it? Because you know we look at the players that England have got now, and they're they're, they're coming through. And and with him, even at the helm in the in the World Cup, he was he was magnificent. And he's only going to get better, and he's he's experienced over there. And when you think of you know the likes the, the midfield that England could have, yeah, uh, you know what? I think the the management has been key. 
though. So when he got the number retired at Birmingham, everyone was laughing at it. And then it goes to Dortmund, where he sort of the pressure's off him a little bit. If he was in England at that time, at one of the big clubs, I think he would have had too much pressure. And then he's decided to go- I think he loves pressure. Yeah, but I, I believe that it helped him because he was sort of- we watch all football, but not everyone gets to watch, you know, football abroad. So it was sort of out of sight, out of mind. And then he makes this, people would only see him really in the Champions League are like, wow. And then he goes to Real Madrid. And I just think the timing of his moves have just been brilliant. Like, I think someone like Foden now, where we've been saying he's a superstar for so many years. And I don't want to compare the two. It's only because you answer about the midfield. But well, they're different players. Yes, but he's at Man City where he sort of had to play out of position. And now with De Bruyne out, with Mahrez gone as well, it's a time for him to show everyone that he's at that, I won't say elite level, but on the way up until that elite level. And I think why Bellingham has thrived so much is because of the timing of the moves and long may it continue. I think that, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Micah. The management of him in terms of making the decisions when and how to go, because he had other huge options, of course, when he was leaving Birmingham. Was, I mean, he, he sat down with Sir Alex, didn't he? And they tried yep. to get him to, to Manchester United. So for them to, to say, no, this is what he's going to do. It's a strategic move. Uh, and it worked perfectly. And then for it for him to do as well as he did at Dortmund, then that that next move to take him to the elite, I think it's worked out so well for him. So the management of that has been superb. It's also he gets to be a, a club of that magnitude. And I, I was going to mention it before about the fact because when we were talking about the Malaga fans and and the arrival of new players. Um, and I remember you at Newcastle, didn't you get like a tumultuous welcome at St. James's Park? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible. And it was pouring rain. I don't know what was there, 17,000, 18,000 outside, uh, outside the stadium. It was it was You've got a big family. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it was incredible, yeah. Um, I'll never, ever forget that. Them all standing out in the rain on that afternoon. It was amazing. I remember I, it, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. He was like that, uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was. You yeah, did we have a black, scarf on as well? We had the black and white top on. You enough. see? You yeah. see, I do remember. Ah, yeah. well done. How old were you then? 1996? Ooh, I was eight. <laughs> 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 you have to spoil a good night, don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, remember, I remember the thing at Barcelona and, and, and they told they do a thing called um, Presentacion where they present the new players at, 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 the, at, the, at the new camp. And... Um, and all I could think of was, was please don't <laughs> ask me to juggle the frigging ball. Oh, please. Because, yeah. I, I mean, you know what I mean, Alan? Unbelievable. That, I shit oh, at that. Oh, I, could, I could only do 10 and I'm thinking. I, I always used to think about that. People at Barcelona and Real Madrid when they made it keep them up in front of seven or 80,000. Petrified uh, I'd have been. I'd, I was exactly that. I walked onto the pitch <laughs> with Mark Hughes. We'd signed together and we were going out. And there were 65,000 people in the stadium oh, to watch God. a training session. And we were the two new signings, and I was thinking, "Oh, don't, don't, don't make, don't, don't make me do keep you up." And, and 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 in the end, I was thinking, if they do, I'm just going to pick it up once and wallop it in the crowd, like then get <laughs> just chuck it, chuck this it. This is English smarty. football for you. Where are you? Chuck, just chuck the ball to Mark Hughes, let him keep it up instead. Where are you? Oh, oh God! But just please, now that we've mentioned it, when you get a spare minute, just go on 
Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, or Google, and just type in Barcelona presentations or Real Madrid yeah. of of people failing to do kickups. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the funniest. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, Dembele is funny. He basically he starts kicking it up yeah. and then he misses. He just starts skipping. That would have been me and Gary doing that. Oh, I, to keep it up. I was never any good at keeping up. Is why? Well, you don't need to be whenever you do that in a game. Oh, no. oh dear, oh dear. Oh, Would have wow. been embarrassing. Right, looking ahead to the weekend. Uh, Alan, big game again for Newcastle. Liverpool are in town. Yeah, big game at St James's. Liverpool did the double over Newcastle last year. Um, if you remember, Nick Pope got sent off, didn't he? That cost him that oh, uh, that game yeah. in the uh, in the, the League Cup final because um, he was suspended. But um, I thought Newcastle did all right. It, it, it the game against Man City last weekend without having a real threat. But it, it's it's in James's Park. It'll be absolutely rocking the atmosphere. Um, and I, I I I fancy them to cause Liverpool problems because I don't. I'm not convinced defensively that Liverpool have got it right just yet. But it'll be a tough game. But I think they'll uh, they'll they, they might. Nick it. Um, and Mike at Manchester City, um, well, they've got a new signing, Jeremy Doku, which was surprised a few people, I think. We saw him, didn't we, um, um, a couple of years ago, was it in the Euros where he was he, he came on and did exceptional things. Um, and But no Pep, no Pep. He's got a back injury. So um, Pep, if you're listening in, 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 in Barcelona and recovering, we wish you a speedy and full uh, recovery and get back in the dugout. As, Can you as say that soon. in Spanish? Go on, say it in Spanish. Say what? What you just said, speedy recovery. Have uh, you got that? Yeah, of course I can. Come on, and then I'll, you know, we'll, I'll send it to him. Espero que recuperas muy rápido. Mike, you could be saying any sort of shit there and we wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I just said Mike is shit at keeping up his. But, um, <laughs> uh, so do, do you think it will make a difference not having Pep on the sidelines? Um, that's a very good question. I, I think the players will play with a little more freedom. I think the difference in having Pep there and not is between potentially winning and losing in the big games. You know, when you need the little tactical tweaks and he's basically just saying, no, going too far or push up. So I think in the big, big games, no disrespect to, to the Premier League, I think they can cope with, with without without Pep. If it, was, if it was playing Real Madrid or Barcelona tomorrow, I think they would miss him. Neither of you are doing match of the day tomorrow night, are you? No, we're both on on Sunday, actually. We, we just turn up for the big games and the big games, Newcastle-Liverpool. Oof. I don't know. Sometimes I think it's good for you to drop into the reserves. <laughs> I'm not laughing now. I'll get in trouble if I laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a joke, Mike. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, great stuff. Thank you very much. That's it for today. We'll be back on Monday to discuss all the weekend's big talking points. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, good luck to all your teams. Unless, of course, you're a Rotherham fan or from Alan's case uh, a, a Liverpool fan Rotherham are playing the Foxes of course the mighty oh. Leicester um, four wins from four this season three in the league and one in the cup what a start life's so good in the championship anyway if you haven't done so already please do subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts uh, that way you won't miss a show um, we've enjoyed all your wonderful comments um, so far they're very kind and you seem to be enjoying it uh, we certainly are uh, goodbye from me 
Goodbye from Big Meeks. <laughs> Goodbye from Big Al. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.